0: Good evening, folks. Uh, welcome to Wednesday evening. Builders problem solved. I just had to take a quick look over my shoulder to um, to remind myself what the hell I was doing. I've got a, a bit of technology going on. We got two, not one, but two special guests on this evening, and and this is our very first. Um, foray into what I would say a proper, a proper builder's problem solved because uh, what we've done in the past is is take common builder's problems uh, and bring an expert or someone experienced in that space on and talk about it and unpack it for the first time ever. We're, we're bringing on uh, one of our Builders Inner Circle members um, with a, a genuine issue uh, that we want to want to fix in in this program. And uh, we've also brought on one of our Builders Business Black Belt members uh, to offer suggestions as well because um, uh, one of our special guests, Black Belt member, is Stephen O'Keefe from Warrnambool. Uh, and we're going to hear from him and hear his story and his challenges about uh, being able to charge for, for quotes and increasing prices and all of that sort of stuff. And we've also got uh, from Toowoomba, we've got Mick Wilkinson, who's uh, one of our Builders Inner Circle members, and he's going to tell his story about uh, how many quotes he does and how many conversions there are and what the costs and the frustrations are involved in that. And hopefully, you know, you guys watching um, will, uh, will sort of, feel his pain because you, you may be feeling it yourself. And so hopefully we'll get to a bunch of suggestions as to what you can do to um, to overcome these challenges. So we have uh, Waino, Hugh has just joined us, Lazy. There's a bunch of other people. So please, if you're watching uh, live now, throw a comment in um, and uh, and let us know you're watching. Tell us where you are from. It's funny, sometimes my iPad tells me who's watching and sometimes it only shows me the comments. So I don't know whether Mark Zuckerberg's got it in for me and keeps changing the game all of the time or whether it's just me. It could be just me. So let me unmute our guests and... introduce our guests so firstly we've got milk milk milk, milk wilkinson
1: you can milk. call me that i'll answer to that i've been called worse things than that mick
0: wilkinson from toowoomba how are you this evening good thanks mick how's uh, everyone and we've also got um mr stephen o'keefe i was hoping you get my name right <laughs> you're supposed to say hello world yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> So he's got his brand new um, Captain Kirk headset on because we're we're now like we're just going crazy with the technology. We we're actually recording the audio from this and turning it into an MP3 podcast to email it out to the people who don't get to uh, watch it on Wednesday night. Plus, they can um, uh, download it onto their phone and whatever listen to it while they're driving around. So uh, a few more people can can get this info. I just noticed Robbie is uh, watching in Adelaide. Good evening, Robbie. So uh, Mick Wilkinson, quickly fill us in about the the issue that you want us to cover tonight, about the the number of quotes you do and the conversions and maybe a little about the, the time challenges that you have managing all of this.
1: Yep, no worries. Um, so we probably will be specializing in kitchens and bathroom renovations. And we probably pump out, or oh, last year we done about 75 bathrooms uh, for the financial year and maybe about 75 kitchens. Uh, I run the bathroom side of the business. James runs the kitchen side of the business. And I would do oh, probably about three, three years ago, I started keeping track of how many quotes I do. And la- that's so it was probably I had a look today actually it was 225 for 2016 2017 was uh 245 and then yeah we're up to 265 and we're not finished so yeah that's just bathrooms and then to get that so we're sort of around that I guess 20 yeah 25 percent max like i yeah that's sort of yeah a lot of time wasted you know a lot of late nights and I'm just sort of getting over it you know I got a young family so I sort of want to I want to sort of Get, not so much get get rid of the tie kickers but also just hone in on the, the actual clients that are going to go ahead with the job and not so much the clients that are looking for the cheapest cheapest job That's um, or the cheapest quote. Yeah. Uh, that's my pretty biggest problem at the moment, the time that I spend each week just doing plans because we send plans out with every quote and, um, yeah, just the detail we go to with quotes. It's just hours and hours and hours each week and it's just lost, um, wasted, unpaid. Um, so yeah that's my biggest problem at the moment and if yeah. I could yeah, that that is my biggest problem yeah.
0: and I'm sure that there'd be plenty of people watching um, ha, have experience or, or do experience that same thing a, a tremendous amount of, of time can be wasted and soaked up and you know the old saying time is money well yeah that makes sense to a certain extent but there's it's kind of a bit of a double whammy as far as I'm concerned, because not only are you not being paid for the time that you're putting into the unaccepted quote, that time isn't then being able to be used for something to charge out. Not, you know, you, you can't charge productive. out that time. So it's, it's a double whammy. Uh, so Stephen O'Keefe, please tell us, particularly of recent days, well, maybe start at the start, what, what were your thoughts and what were the maybe the the the, the emotional hurdles that, that you struggled with when you first started to hear about uh we've now got a charge for a proposal? Yeah, it was it so was the that four minute mile where you just didn't think it was possible
2: to do because Roger uh, Bannister. No one else, no one else does it. <laughs> um yeah, so just getting over that sort of that mental hurdle. Um and then to realise that, you know, there's others that are doing it and, um, you yeah, know, why can't we do it? Um, so, What was
0: stopping you from doing it, do you think? Sorry,
2: uh, what stopping us from
0: doing what it? What was stopping you from doing it? What were the sort of barriers in your mind?
2: Oh, just the mental roadblocks. So I'd never been able to do it before and um, uh, there was um, – so, I just thought it wasn't possible. Like, you know, I'm a second generation builder and my father didn't do it either.
0: And um, yeah, that was the hurdle. And what happened? What was the experience like when it kind of happened? <laughs> yeah, it was. And it was part of our um, it was an initial
2: meeting and it was a job we didn't really need. And um, so we thought we'd throw it out there and um, do a bit of fishing and see how it goes. And um, yeah, just they rolled off the bat and. Yeah, no problems. Well, uh, happy to do that. So, um, yeah.
0: Do you so think it had anything to do with your, the energy that you brought to the conversation? It was like we didn't need this job versus being desperate?
2: Uh, yeah, possibly. Um, it was, um, well, in the past, yeah, we've always been, you know, we just, we'd just basically price anything just because we thought we, we had to um, and it was similar to Mick where, you know, you you got it. was a numbers game where you know if you, you try to, if you're, you're working on 25%, um, you know, that was, um, you had to price a lot of stuff to get to get that 25% to keep you, keep you, uh, your, your team going. Um, but now, like our, um, our success rate, we're looking at probably over 80% now. Of what wow. we price we get, yeah,
1: that's wicked. Wow, that's unreal. That is wicked. Mm.
0: So, mm. um, what we, what we really need to cover is is the, the qualification process because in in black belt in, and we'll get to Stephen in a minute about his experience with this when we first started to uh, talk about and implement the a qualification process it was it was really focused on okay are you a time waster are you a tie kicker you're out uh, if you if you qualify you're in. But over the, the years, what, what's developed is the qualification process is now more of an education process. And it is because of, we've, we've found out, it's because of the traditional methods that builders use to communicate and present themselves to the customer. It has educated the customer in not to, not telling the truth about budget and all sorts of things and trying to find out all of the information they can from the builder so the customer can make the decision. So they kind of keep their cards close to their chest, don't really open up and, and tell the builder everything. And so they have been trained the, the public at large have been trained to approach a building process in a particular way and, and our qualification process changes that and it actually educates the person into if, if they just opened up and, and joined with the builder, a builder that they felt a fit with and, and there was a level of trust there and they worked together, the customer would get significantly more value and a much higher quality experience throughout that process. So um, it, it's really more of an education process now than it is a qualification. Meaning you're out, you're out. So tell us what your current qualification process is, Mick, because you know we've had a bit of a chat over the over the uh, the digital airwaves with. Um, in the builders in a circle, and and you did say, yeah, you do have a qualification process. Uh, so I just want to want to know what's involved in your current system.
1: Yep. So when we go out uh, to a job, and we have a checklist, uh, we'll ask you know we'll ask lots of questions. At the end of it, we'll say things like, um, you know, have you have you got any other quotes to start off with, just to get a ballpark of you know to see where they're at. We'll try. Like I'd, it depends on the client as well. Like we can't just sort of say, you know, do you have a budget in mind? What are you thinking, sort of thing. Um, and because it's not so much lazy, I'm just used to doing it. Yep. I'll come back to, I'll come back to the, sh- you know, to the office and I'll start drawing it up. Uh, I always submit a plan just from Plan View basic. You know, this is the bathroom. This is where the toilet is, shower, vanity, double vanity. Any changes? Any walls we're pulling out? Things like that. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll put all that and then I'll. Yeah, they sort of take you know, a good twenty minutes each as well. So, and then I'll send that through and then instead of spending another hour on it and sending, sending a quote through, I'll send it through with questions, you know, things like, um, "Is are you happy with this plan? Is this where you, um, you know, is this, do you want to change it? It's timber floors, we can put the shower here, you know, throw a few ideas. Yep. Uh, and some clients, and then also at the bottom of that, I'll, I'll do like a ballpark. It'll just be a bit of a spiel, just saying, um, compared to other jobs we've got booked in, this one, we're sort of looking around that 16, 18,000. Uh, and then just by putting that figure there, I get, there's some clients out there, typically the top, the, fire kickers, you don't even hear back from, you know, that's it. So, yeah, sure, I went to site, I measured it, I wasted time. I'd done the plan, wasted a little bit more time, but then I didn't go into that depth, that extra hour. So uh, I only wasted an hour instead of wasting typically two hours. So I do that. Um, I did that yesterday, you know, on one, and then she rang me today looking for it. And I just said, oh, I'm waiting for you to get back to me on those questions that I had. So that was, that's, I guess that's pretty, I know it's pretty basic, but yep. that's my qualification. Got to get rid somewhere. Of the, yeah. Yeah, gotta yeah, start something.
0: somewhere. So, so currently it is, it is just starting to ask a few basic questions, but fundamentally you're into the, um, the ifs and buts about the project, like it's really about the the style of the project and the measurement and the layout and all of that sort of stuff. So let's just hear from Stephen. Now, obviously, there is a little bit of a difference in Stephen's business to Mick's business because Mick uh, has a lot more volume and there's a lot more jobs, smaller jobs, uh, whereas Stephen is larger jobs and less of them. Nevertheless, the process should still be very, very similar because All customers, regardless of whether it's a large job or a small job, are what we call skin bags full of emotion. I mean, they're all the same. Everybody is emotional. Everybody makes emotional decisions. And so let's just quickly hear from Stephen what the the steps in his qualification process are and see if we can see the difference.
2: Where qualification process starts with the questionnaire, much the same as Mick and um, well
0: okay but but what's in your questionnaire because I, i think the questions are a little bit different even at the start
2: yeah well it basically covers you know just general details about you know what they're what they're trying to do you know whether it's a you know first home whether it's a um um upgrade downgrade um you know renovation whatever so it just gets yeah. an idea of the picture we also also ask a lot of questions like um if they had experiences in building before um if so you know what was the experience and you know've got you know they've got ratings on those yeah. so we understand if they've if they've had a bad experience before so yeah. you you get and that feedback straight important
0: off. the important part about this questionnaire also is what stephen does is and many of our other members do, they'll they'll go, oh, that's great, let, let me just uh, send you out this questionnaire so we can gather information to point you in the right direction. And it's, it's a thing on type form, whatever, so it's just a link in an email. Uh, you can send it straight out to them. And our purpose in the qualification process isn't really to gather the information in the questionnaire. It is to see whether they will jump over that little behavioural hurdle, to see whether they will bother to fill in that questionnaire. If they don't fill in the questionnaire, we don't go to the next step. So, what's after your questionnaire?
2: Yeah, well, once again, too, in the questionnaire, even covers uh, budget. So, it gets a bit of an idea of what they you know, it's usually on the low side of their budget. And we can yep. usually stretch that out a bit anyway. <laughs> um, but, uh, we're good at that. Um, the. Um, and then, um, you know, if that all goes to plan, we, um, it depends on where they're at, what stage they're at, we'll go to initial meeting. Um, and um, yeah, then basically we'll sit down and discuss everything in, in greater detail. Um, now we talk about, we also, in the initial meeting, we talk about um, paid proposals now. Um, so that comes in about halfway through the initial meeting. Um, and we've had customers before where, you know, they've sort of, be teetering on the edge a little bit, not sure we've had further follow-up meetings and you know, after maybe the third meeting that they get they get um, shifted out the door sort of thing. So uh, very politely, but yeah. um they get sent up to sent off to Bruce up the road. Um, <laughs> um
0: that's yeah, an in-joke, so- folks. We can't say too much about that at this stage. But you yeah. might find out in, in the future. Yeah. Um just by the way. Uh, a few other people have joined. Julie's there. Ollie is there. Good evening. Uh, if you've got any questions about this, just throw them in the in the comments box and we can see if we can cover them as we're going. Um, but what we're noticing at this stage, in my mind, the difference between Mick's approach is it's kind of it's straight into the questioning and straight into, okay, I'll come out and let's start to look at the job. Um Whereas Stephen's approach is, let me just see. Let's let's do a couple of little things to see if this person is remotely the right fit for our business by giving them the questionnaire. And and there's two parts to the questionnaire. There is, do they will they even be willing to fill it fill it out? One of the things we ask uh, our members to make sure that they do is put a timeline on that. So can you get back to, that back to me within an hour? Can you get that back to me within 24 hours? So there's there's a little. Um, a mini agreement there and just see how well the, your prospect sticks to that agreement. Do they do what they're going to – Do they? yeah, do they do what they say? And then the other part is the questions. How open are they with those sorts of questions? Then the next part of um, the process is what's called a triage call but it really is, uh, it's, it's, it can be, say, in in Mick Wilkinson's um, situation, it would be different to to Stevens because Stephen would send out the questionnaire based on the answers that he gets back from the questionnaire. He would then decide to have this phone call. And in that phone call, you're basically finding out where they are in their journey because they might not be ready to see you yet, if, you know, if we're talking about a new home. It's a little bit different for Mick. So what Mick can do is he can, um, while he's got them on the phone, he can ask them some of those basic questions. Instead of sending out a questionnaire, he wouldn't do that because it doesn't make sense when you're doing volume jobs. But I would still stick with the principle. So you would have the conversation. Yeah, can I just ask you a couple of questions to make sure, you know, um, I understand, you know, the purpose of the project and maybe a little bit about the budget and so on and so forth. And then you can move, if you're happy with the answers to their questions, you can move into the triage conversation. In in Stephen's case, it would be a separate phone call. In Mick's case, it's just a progression of the current phone call. And in the, the, the triage conversation, it's all about trying to find out whether you're the right fit for this person. Do I mean, a good good thing to do is ask yourself, do I like this person? I mean, have you ever got on the phone with somebody and just gone, I really don't like this person? And I think it's really important to be working with people that you enjoy working with. Like it makes it doubly hard if you don't enjoy them, don't enjoy, you know, talking to them or what have you. And in that that conversation, you're trying to figure out whether you like them, but you're also trying to figure out whether they um, are in the right place in their journey for you to put the time aside to go out in Stephen's case to have an initial meeting, which could take anywhere from one to two hours potentially, and in Mick's case to go out and measure up and and have the conversation uh, so that triage conversation is a little, another bunch of little hurdles that you've got to see if they'll jump over before you're confident enough to put your time and your money aside to jump in in the car, to drive across town, to start to measure up and so forth. Now, um, Stephen O'Keefe, when you've been paid for the proposal and you have, the, you know, the final pricing and whatever, how is that delivered to the customer?
2: Well, um, once again, it's another meeting.
0: Um, okay, so, so it's was, in person.
2: Yeah, that's in person. So it was nothing's ever mailed out. It was always in person. Um, so it's usually um, in their own in their own environment. So um, I usually go to see them. Um, just make sure it's uh, very relaxed and um, and it's all presented um, all very formally uh, with. Um, Testimonials and uh, bits and pieces like that. So that's sometimes that's presented. That process we're working on now, we we actually present that earlier. Um, You gonna say something, Mick? No, no. I was just licking my lips. So I want them to shine (laughs) in the light. You know,
0: (laughs) Uh, I've lost my train of thought now. I was going to ask you why you choose to deliver it in person because I've spoken to so many builders who do the quote and we'll, we'll talk to, to Mick in a minute about this and see if we can uh, tighten his process up or work as well, but why have you chosen to deliver in person versus post it out or however other people do it?
2: Well, it's just that personal approach. I'm, I'm very sort of um, hands-on and sort of, you know, enjoy dealing with people um, face-to-face. And um, an email or a letter is just to me, it's very impersonal. Yeah. And um, when you deliver it in person, you can actually see their emotion. So you, you can sort of you pick up the vibes and understand where they're at. You know, if their jaw hits the floor when they uh, they read the bottom line on the uh, proposal, um, you know you uh, you might have to do a sort of bit of sweet talking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just that um, you, you can actually see their eyes and, and watch their emotion and understand the better.
0: Yeah. And just quickly before we go to Mick and talk to him about um, his delivery of the quote, uh, over the I think the last couple of weeks um, you have changed your pricing structure and if you wouldn't mind just quickly telling the story of the most recent uh, proposal that you put forward with with a slightly different pricing structure and what the result was. Yeah, we've just priced
2: a, it was a major extension renovation, and uh, it's a job we've been working on for, you know, a lot of our jobs, we sort of, leads go out probably up to two years, and uh, we get them to sort of, depends on where our work's, they'll actually wait, Um, and then we've finally priced it, and um, due to Angus uh, Morrison with his Profit First, we had a discussion, and he said, you know, you've got to start putting your prices up, so that... Created a bit of a pucker factor for <laughs> <laughs> so, me. Um, so I thought, no, nah, we've um, got to do it. So um, we did, I added um, a $24,000 project management fee on top of our standard quote, plus to put our early rate up as well. And um, I thought, here we go, Let's see how we go here. And, um, yeah, they didn't bat an eyelid, so, um, yeah. So it was just, once again, it's just that psychological hurdle. yeah. Um, yeah you got to get past yeah and
0: almost always that that the 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 barrier is in in between the builder's ears it doesn't exist out in reality if if you believe that people always make decisions on price that's how you're going to approach it um and that's how you're going to present it if you believe so all all it really needs to happen is you just need to flick that switch up here and change your mindset so you join our club and start believing that people make decisions based on value. If you believe that people make decisions based on value, you then need to present value. Stephen presents value through the questionnaire, through the triage conversation, through turning up and going through a very, very professional process in the initial meeting and then turning up again to present the the proposal in person. Um, there's a lot of perceived value that goes along with that that personal touch and proving that you really care, not just saying it. Um, and if you believe that people make decisions based on price, that's how you're going to present your proposal. You, you, you're going to cheapen it uh, and present it based on the money. So that's what they're going to focus on. You're leading them to make a decision based on price if you lead them to look at all of the value that you're presenting versus all of the value anybody else might be presenting, then you're leading them to make the decision based on value. And I can tell you for sure and certain, folks, that people, most, if not all people, make decisions based on value, their perception of value, not price. And uh, I'll argue that one till the cows come home, so bring it on. Um, Mick Wilkinson. What? Uh, how? How do you currently deliver your quote? So you've done the quote, you've gone out and done yep. the measure, you, you've put it all together. You then do what? Send it? Carry a pigeon? Yep. Paper airplane? So I was you just do? trying
1: to say. Thanks for that insight, Steve. Uh, that was good. That was good. uh hand delivering it. I sort of. I've never really thought about that, to be honest. I've always, you know, I'm always so time poor, just trying to get the max out of each mm. day. It
0: might not uh, be I- appropriate for you with volume so there, there is a difference but i i still have a suggestion so tell us how you do it yeah. currently
1: yeah no worries no that's fine um so i i do email it so i do a will do like a like a standard email we send out and then i just tweak it a little bit um so then you know they sort of think that it's customized um and then i'll, I'll attach the quote to that i'll touch the plan to that uh send it out and then i'll follow it up with a text message, uh, depending on the hour, I'd send it via email. Like I'll send it up, send it with a text message, and it'll basically just say, um, "Yeah, you quote sent." Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know exact wording, but I yeah. uh, just said if you didn't receive it on emails, please send me a text back, and we'll, um, yeah, we'll get to the bottom why you didn't get it. Yep. Uh, I've never, I've never hand delivered it, uh, but it's something I could do with the ones. You normally get a feel. Like I do get a feel. I'll be overconfident with some quotes, uh, and then I'll be underconfident with some quotes, and I'm normally. Fairly good, um, yeah. at that, but it's still a numbers game. But yep. yeah, that's my. That's where I'm at.
0: Yeah. So there's a couple of things that need to be tightened up as far as Mick is concerned, and and one is that you know a, a qualification process that's focused on are we the right builder for you? Are you the right client for us before we even get started, and put together a little presentation. So uh, what Stephen will do um, when he's doing the initial meeting, he will tell a story. So one of the things that you need to have is a story. We've designed a little four-point story that basically communicates to your prospect that uh, these are the reasons that we have a process, that we always stick to the process because it is totally focused on the value for the customer the customer's experience is number one. We don't even need to talk about the quality of the build because why are you talking to me if you're worried about that? Like that should be an expectation. We're just going to deliver it. So uh, what we need to talk about is are we the right fit? And have your little story and then you share with them the flow of events. that's going to happen in this discussion and after the discussion. So you'll say, we'll do this, we'll talk about this, we'll cover this, the budget and so on. And at the end of this discussion, for you to go to the next step, if you choose to do it. So, you know, please ask all the questions you need to so you're comfortable. Um, At the end of that, you decide whether you'd like to have the proposal put together. There's a minimum fee to put that together. Um, And the reason that we do that, and then there's another little story that we've got prepared to help people understand why free quotes suck, they don't only suck for the builder; they suck big time for the customer. It, it it free quotes is a lose lose situation. And again, I'll argue that one to the death as well. Bring it on if you want to argue with me about it. I'm happy to. But free quotes suck uh, for everybody, and and that comes into the conversation. And the big majority of the time people go, yep, that makes a lot of sense. And you'll go, so there is a fee. The next step is for you just to say whether you want to go ahead with that. Um, And is it okay with you? So you haven't even gone through all of the discussion and so forth. So this would happen for Mick on the phone. Basically, after his triage conversation, he would then go through the, the initial meeting conversation. So his phone conversation would have three parts. It's the initial questionnaire. If that works out okay, then move into the questions that are the triage questions. If that works out and we still like liken each other at that stage, you move into the initial meeting phase of that conversation. And at the start of that conversation you're presenting the story, presenting the flow of events and why free quotes suck, and you'll say this is why we do a fee for a proposal. Are you okay with that? And their answer to that question is all important because if they say no, what do you do? You bail. Right? You do not go ahead because. Uh, I can guarantee you that is one behavioural hurdle after you've set it all up properly that uh, people, uh, if they don't jump over, I'll guarantee you they will be a problem client uh, and we, we're trying to eliminate problem clients from the the process. And you'll find that they most people are willing to be educated and really understand that process. Um, so that's what needs to happen. You'll go through that and then – when if, if, if they're happy to pay for the proposal, Mick Wilkinson, then you can go out, do the measure up and all of that sort of thing. And then the last thing that I would suggest is when you're presenting it, you don't need to present it in person. But what I would do is do something very similar to what you're currently doing, but instead of sending it out and then following it up with a text, what I would do is I would make a telephone appointment with them at a certain time and ring them up and have a quick chat with them and say, I'm just emailing your uh, quote now. So they don't get it before you're talking to them. You're talking to them, then it's delivered. And I just want to quickly go through the main points with you to see if you've got any questions or concerns. That's how I would suggest you do it. If you put that in place, I would be very, very interested Uh, in hearing what changes for you as far as time doing this and your conversion rate. So currently it's at around about 25%, which means 75% of the time and the money is being wasted. And if we can get you to at least be paid for your proposals, it's going to eliminate a bunch of, of proposals that you wouldn't have got anyway. So we're saving that time and we're saving that expense. And I'll bet you London to a brick that your conversion rates go up significantly. What say you?
1: That makes sense. Yeah, that, <laughs> absolutely. That does make sense.
0: Would you be happy to do that? I would. Yeah, I would be happy to do that. Okay. So yeah. I hope this has been valuable for you. I mean, I hope you've got the, the answer to, you know, this issue at least in, in some way, shape or form. Um So, you know, thanks for for being on the show Uh, and I would encourage other members of um, Builders Inner Circle, if you've got a specific problem, now obviously in 30 minutes we're not going to be able to cover your whole team management strategy or your whole marketing strategy or something like that, but if you've got a specific issue that you would like some help with. Please reach out to us. You can just do it through Builders in a Circle and say, "Hey, you know, I would, I would like to have this problem solved. We can, we can get you on the show. Um, Mick will attest to it's very easy. Technically, you don't have any technical, oh. you don't have any technical oh. glitches at all. We've only been trying to figure this out for a couple of weeks to get this working, <laughs> so it happened pretty quickly." Um, And you know, and what was your experience like? Was it terrifying?
1: No, it was good. No, it wasn't terrifying. It was good. I enjoyed it.
0: And thank you, Stephen O'Keefe, for for giving your support here and and hopefully helping the, the the people watching live and anyone who watches the replay. That you know, this is possible. It works. You know. So, last comment from you, Stephen. What's what's the difference in your business now? That you've implemented this process from before and, and how do you feel about it
2: yeah well just know every time I, I i present a proposal i've got um you know as i said before i've got that 80 percent chance of getting it so um and you know even with the the with the paid proposals too it's actually presenting more value to the client because you're